No matter where you are, it's feeling a bit more like winter out there, is it not? Yes, it's Texas Standard Time on this Monday, midway through October in the panhandle town of Stratford. Snow reported over the weekend. Not a huge thing, actually, considering that the panhandle usually gets snow sometime before the end of the 10th month each year. DFW slipped into the mid-30s overnight, and Houston... Enjoy those high 70s while you can and break out those autumn jackets if you haven't already. Temps expected to plummet into the mid-60s as the sun crosses the Lone Star State today. Back in the day, the singer in Bob Will's famous Texas swing band wrote a song that still echoes today. The title, Time Changes Everything. Tell that to Texas Democrats. Six months ago, all they needed to put up roadblocks to Republicans in the Texas Senate was to win two seats, a mere two seats. But one week before early voting gets underway in the midterms, they put themselves in a position to go into the next legislative session with fewer senators than at any time in modern Texas history. So writes Jeremy Wallace, who covers politics at the Houston Chronicle. Jeremy, welcome to Texas Standard. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I want to quote the opening line for your piece in the Chronicle. Blue wave or not, Texas Democrats may have already squandered their best chance to cut into the growing political power of Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, arguably the most powerful Republican in the state government. Squandered? How so? Well, you got to think at the very beginning of this year, it looked like they had a shot to have 13 senators. Now, that wouldn't be the majority, mm-hmm. but it would be enough to do some you know, procedural you know, maneuvers that would help them you know, slow down the Republican agenda. But instead, as it stands, there's a really good chance that we could be heading into January with just nine senators who are Democrats. Wow. Uh, that's, a, that's really moving the goalposts further back, yeah. of course. And so they had a shot you know, to really pick up two seats in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and they still have a good shot at those two races. Uh, but that's not going to be enough now to get them where they need to go because of some of the blunders that have been made during the year. Well, wait a minute. Let's talk about that because you describe these as self-inflicted wounds. How so? Well, the first one is, you know, Carlos Gereste uh, down in in San Antonio. Obviously, he ended up, uh, you know, having to resign his seat. Felony convictions, yeah. That's correct. And uh, and so that left an open seat. And you know, really, you know, the Democrats did not put up the fight that you know, they probably needed to down there. Uh, that's a Democratic seat that should have been in their column. Uh, and to, to, to the credit of Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and Governor Greg Abbott, they put a lot of muscle into that race and saw the potential of winning a seat there uh, as the Democrats weren't taking it as seriously. And they won. The Republicans did. And so they picked up a basically a firewall seat to protect that you know, margin that they need to have in the Texas Senate to keep their agenda rolling. But that's just that's just one seat. Right. Carlos, you're what, what else uh, are you pointing to? The, the other one that, you know, is, is inexplicable is the resignation of Sylvia Garcia. Uh, she's the Texas senator uh, out of Houston uh, who looks on, well on her way to win a seat uh, in the United States Congress. But when it came time to resign, uh, she submitted a letter of intent to resign, which the governor's office has rejected. And by doing that, it changed the timetable of when they would have a special election. If she had resigned in the summer, the governor would have been in a position to have to call a special session or a special election Mm -hmm. relatively shortly after that. Uh, But instead, the way this is set up now, that special election may not happen until January when the session has already started. And so the Democrats will be down another seat. 
I, I want to understand something, though, because you mentioned this magic number 13. Under Texas Senate rules, is a critical number you need to bring a vote to the floor and presumably a critical number the Democrats would have to reach if they want to put the brakes on, right? Correct. That's absolutely it. You know, that was one of the uh, rules that uh, it used to be a two-thirds rule. Uh, but when you know Governor Dan Patrick or Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick was running, that was one of the things that he ran on trying to change, and they they successfully were able to move that you know that you know, marker down. So now you you know, only need thirteen. Uh, well, you would need thirteen Democrats to you know slow anything down now. And so the numbers have changed a little bit. But what's uh, really odd about this whole scenario is the Republicans may actually have a two thirds majority, a super majority in the Texas Senate if the Democrats can't win. Uh, at least one or two of these seats in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. What was that thing that Mark Twain used to say about the premature announcement of his death? Uh, I mean, Democrats think they have more momentum going into the midterms than perhaps at any time in recent memory. And I'm thinking all of this may be out the window if Democratic turnout is better than expected, no? Oh, absolutely. If they have a big wave, you know, one of those waves that really doesn't, you know, (laughs) care who you are down ticket. Uh, that might you know really help them out. You know, particularly in that those two Dallas Fort Worth seats, uh, you see that Hillary Clinton did really well in those districts, and so there's a lot of reason for Democrats to be hopeful uh, in, in you know Senate districts 10 and 16 up there, uh, and you, you have to feel good about their chances there. And even the seat in Houston, you know, it's a tougher battle for sure. You know, that's where State Senator Joan Huffman uh, is facing Rita Lucido, uh, a Democrat. The only problem with that race is that Lucido ran, you know, four years ago and lost by 30 points yeah. against the same candidate. And so you're, you're really counting on voters having a complete reversal and, you know, picking a different candidate. We're going to link to Jeremy Wallace's latest at TexasStandard.org. He covers politics at the Houston Chronicle. Jeremy, thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. 